Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're listening to Eagles Unfiltered. B-A-T-L-E-S, Eagles! This podcast is powered by Eagle Maven of Sports Illustrated. Third down and one. I didn't even First down and a touchdown. Here are your hosts, Ed Kraz and Connor Miles. All right, Birds fans, this is Connor from Eagles Unfiltered here, and we have a surprise for you. We have agreed to a sponsorship with Manscaped, and that comes with a promo code that you can benefit from. Enough letting your long cocks hide behind that Sumalu bush. Take care of your Dickerson and protect it from sweat by using promo code GOBIRDS for 20% off your order plus free shipping on manscaped.com. That's 20% off your order plus free shipping on all Manscaped products by using promo code GOBIRDS. That's capitalized everything. G-O-B-I-R-D-S. No spaces at all. Go birds slay your lady with a clean balls act and enjoy manscapes miles of products through eagles unfiltered sponsorship a deal so good it hurts again head to manscape.com and say go birds for 20 percent off plus free shipping your balls will thank you ah the sweet sound of starting up the podcast hitting the record button eagles unfiltered is back co-host connor miles with my co-host ed crass as always it's been way too long, Ed. I'm so happy to be back on the podcast with you, man, my friend. Absolutely, Connor. Good to see you. I love, the, love you repping uh, Gio's podcast there, Philly Sports with Giovanni. Love it. Man, it's a nice-looking uh, piece, piece of merch. The best podcast out in the podcasting world. So I obviously have to wear his merchandise and rep him. Um, yep. I mean, the kid is absolutely killing it. Only thing, I mean, I, I've been stepping away, obviously, as everybody knows, uh, you know, my mom has stage three cancer. That's where my focus is right now. Uh, that's what's most important to me, uh, being my last parent as well. But the podcast is not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. That's always going to be here. Uh, I think everybody is an understanding that on, on my team, on the Eagles Unfiltered team, that uh, my time and my focus has to be somewhere else right now. And that's the only Absolutely. reason why. The delay has been from the content from my side. But Ed and John have been doing the previews each week. We're still uploading those. Uh, Giovanni, obviously, as everybody has seen, he had, you just had Cam Johnston, the former Eagles sponsor, now Houston Texans sponsor on his show. But he's been putting stuff out weekly. He's going to continue to do so. And then Kelly, whenever, you know, Kelly's going through a moving phase right now, new job. She's, as, as we know, we're just getting content as much as we can, guys. We love all the constant um, interaction we get on social media. The Max, uh, Max Derringer, our social media manager, has been holding it down on the page as much as he possibly can. We got some new graphic guys, uh, Mike and Eric. They've been doing a great job. I just want to shout out to those guys real quick. So uh, I'm just going the, real quick down the line, shouting out everybody and thanking them so much for continuing to keep Eagles unfiltered and float while I focus on what's important in life. And, of course, Giovanni as well for, you know, always killing it, man, because he's really keeping the podcast afloat uh, with his episodes. So I appreciate all the hard work he's doing. But. Now we're back. Ed, Eagles are three and six. I said before the season, been in the podcast, uh, before the season started on the pod, I had them going seven and 10. I just wanted to see progress, is what I said. The record didn't matter to me because it's, the cards were stacked against these guys. Let's just be honest. Now, I know training camp hype, you know, came and gone, and we bought into it a little bit more. We thought John DeGan knows what he's doing. This defense is going to be it. Nick Sirianni has a plan for Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts sounds like the guy. All I wanted to see on my end was progress, and that's not happening in certain areas, especially the defense, man. You know, Colin Cowherd does this thing. Colin is right. Colin was wrong segment on his show, and uh, Connor was damn wrong on Jonathan Gannon. 
I'm just going to say that right now from the articles, from the pod. Uh, I've been bamboozled, and I unfortunately have bamboozled our listeners in return. I would fire Jonathan Gannon after this season without hesitation. Um, Fletcher Cox and, Jonathan, and Javon Hargrave already calling him out publicly to you guys is a big red flag. Um, it's one thing if Eric Wilson goes up there and says, Jonathan Gannon sucks. All right, buddy, you have no say with that. I know people are coming at Fletcher Cox because the stats aren't matching the salary, but Fletcher Cox has pull. Fletcher Cox has say. Fletcher Cox has a fat head in Harry Roseman's office. Well, Javon Hargrave is, yeah. play, is your best player on defense this year for the Eagles. He has say. He has pull. To be this openly critical of your defensive coordinator, that red flags, alarms, they're all going off for me. I'm moving on from John the game after the season. I'm giving Nick Sirianni a, a head coach on defense like I gave Doug Peterson because this yeah. it's not Jonathan Gannon. And I know there's been reports. I mean, Albert Breer actually recently said it. Ed. I don't know if you heard it himself. Jonathan Gannon would have been the Eagles defensive coordinator regardless of who the Eagles would have hired as head coach. That's who they honed in on, on defensive coordinator. That's, support, that's according to Albert Breer. I don't know. I know that it was either between Nick Sirianni and Joshua Daniels, and I could see Joshua Daniels wanting to get Jonathan Gannon because Matt Uberfuss was going to be his defensive coordinator in Indianapolis if he would have taken that job. Yeah. But I, I mean, I, I don't know if that's really verified other outside than Albert Beer. But that's that's hindsight twenty twenty. They need to move on for Jonathan Gannon. Where are you at with this? Yeah, I, I listen. I know Gannon. Has his shortcomings with his scheme. He he he's not playing to the player's strengths. You know that's that's on him. You know personnel is also an issue. You know Fletcher Cox was almost traded uh, at the trade deadline. Um, I I don't think he's going to be back next year. Fletcher Cox um, Hargrave will be. I'm pretty sure it'll be the last year of his free agent contract that he signed two years ago. So I think he's back, but um, I think you're going to move on from Pletcher Cox, you know, Gannon, if there's somebody out there that the whole, the whole argument for bringing in such a young staff was that who would Sirianni lean on when times got tough, you know, and times are tough and he doesn't have that experienced voice uh, as a defensive coordinator. And we talked about some guys, you know, maybe a Ray Caldwell or somebody to come in and coordinate the defense or, Maybe if Vic Fangio, if the Broncos kind of uh, do poorly over these last eight weeks, Vic Fangio is one of the candidates to, you know, get fired, uh, you know, based on odds out of Vegas was he was one of the favorites to get fired, but they won a big game in, in Dallas last week. So um, if there's somebody out there, a more veteran voice that's out there, sure, I, I would probably move on, but you know, we, we can't ignore the personnel problems on defense either. You know, this is an aging defense with Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham. His absence has certainly hurt. Um, but, you know, he's 34 years old as a defensive end. And, you know, we caught up – I caught up with Brandon uh, recently outside the facility, and he had some interesting things to say about his return. Um, but it's an aging defense, and they need help on every single level of this defense. They – you know, when your best player – on, as a linebacker is TJ Edwards, an undrafted free agent, and your best safety is probably Marcus Epps, a sixth-round pick of the Vikings a few years ago. I mean, that tells you all you need to know is they, they need help on the back end. Anthony Harris hasn't been exactly what they had hoped he would be when they signed him. Um, the linebacking core, you know, it's 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 enough, enough already with trying to get by with the duct tape and the, you know, the penny nails and trying to patch this whole thing together, man. Let's Let's go out and get a, get a, a legitimate linebacker uh, and then find somebody as a defensive end. I, You know, they have those picks in the draft next year, probably three in the first round. And we can get into this if you want with the with where you go. But they definitely need to go with defense with some of those early picks, if not all three. But I don't think they'll do that. But this defense needs help from a personnel yeah. standpoint. And. Gannon just hasn't been able to play to the player's strengths. He hasn't, he's still trying to figure this out eight weeks in what his players can do. And, and that's just not acceptable. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'm not sure he'll come back. I think the Eagles might bring him back, but 
you know, we talked about this off air. You know, Jeffrey Lurie wanted to fire Frank Reich after the 2016 season, and Peterson talked him out of it. And it's a good thing he did because Frank Reich was very integral in that that Super Bowl championship in 2017. So, you know, if Sirianni goes to bat for Gannon in the offseason, maybe they keep him. But they have to address the personnel matters. They have to bring in guys. You know, Sirianni wants to play a defense where his defensive line is kind of occupying blockers. You know, Cox talked about that. You know, he's being double teamed and being driven off the ball. He's not allowed to penetrate and get upfield. Gannon wants his linebackers to kind of vacuum up the tackles and bring his front end or his back end guys closer to the line with Harris and some of the safeties to help out with those tackles. That's the way he wants to play, but they don't have the personnel to do that, clearly. So, you know, he's trying to fit a square peg into a round hole here, and it's not working. Um, and it's either going to cost him his job or over these next eight games, the defense is going to miraculously get better because they're going to figure – Gannon's going to figure out how to use them, and he's going to deploy them that way. So we'll see. There's a lot There's a lot still to be determined here whether Gannon comes back. But I, I still say a lot of it's personnel, and you have to get – they haven't addressed defense, Connor, in such a long time on in the draft. You know, they've drafted – three defensive players in the last 10 drafts in the first round. I mean, that's just not good enough. And they haven't drafted any pro bowl players on that side of the ball since Fletcher Cox back in 2012. So, you know, that that's a real issue. You've got to bring some pedigree in here with you, with these higher round picks and put them on your defense. I was a little surprised they didn't do it in this past draft with someone like Micah Parsons out there. Um, you know, instead they did the wide receiver do over with Devonte Smith after striking out seemingly on Jalen Rager. But this is what Jeffrey Lurie wants. He wants to – every time you listen to him talk, he's talking about offense, offense, offense. That's the way he wants to play with an offense that can score points. But you just cannot neglect the defense like they have in these last 10 drafts. Or whiff on it. I mean, Barnett's yeah, a whiff. Russell Douglas is a whiff. Sidney Jones is a whiff. I mean, their, their, their top picks on the defense have been whiffs as of late as well. I mean, Marcus Smith was a first-round pick in 2014. It wasn't that long ago. Uh, here's my thing. You know, when people say, I don't think they're going to fire Nick Sirianni, that's for sure. But when it comes to coordinators and position coaches, Jeffrey Larry will pull the plug after one year, like you said, with Frank Reich is a good example. But he wanted Grogan after his first year as offensive coordinator. Doug forced his stay. Uh, wide receivers coaches, they went, they recycled through of them year after year after year. Defensive line coaches as well. So nobody is safe other than Sirianni, in my opinion, uh, when it comes to we need to improve. Uh, in, in terms of improving, we're going to get a different coach. So in Larry's eyes, at least, I don't believe that. But mm-hmm. my, my question to you is, because you mentioned something I wanted to hear. What did Brian Graham say to you? Is it, all, is it not something you can put on the pod? <laughs> uh, well... He he was saying, let me see what I could say. He he thinks that <clears throat> it could be the end of him in Philadelphia if they go out and draft like a that kid from Oregon. He said, keep keep on Thibodeau. If they go out and take him, and the way he said it was, it's going to be bye bye BG, <laughs> you know. Um, but I I suspect that they're going to draft a defensive end, and you know I'm not sure it's bye bye BG. But they've committed money to Josh Sweat, who really hasn't had the kind of year that a lot of us thought he would. Um, and again, is that scheme or is that just talent? Um, so they need help at the defensive end, and I'm not ready to rule Brandon Graham out there. He, he seems to think that if they go out and draft a, a defensive end high, then he's gone. Um, but he's hoping to stay, obviously. Um, but again, he's coming off the Achilles. Um, everything's going well with the rehab, but – I just don't think he thinks he's going to be back because he thinks the Eagles are going to go out and get a defensive end early and it's going to be the end of them. But I still think they can go out and get a D end and bring BG back. And I told him that. And he said, well, you know, we'll see. We got, we got into a little bit, but um, you know, I, I, you know, I I don't want to see. I I understand why he thinks that that makes complete sense. But I mean, at the same time, how he's loyal to his guys to to default. I mean, like Brennan Graham has the biggest play in Philadelphia Eagles history. We'll see. I, I can understand why he thinks that, though. And don't get me wrong. And if I'm BG, come on, man. I mean, go go chase a ring. You deserve it, man. You don't deserve to sit around for four to five wins while this team tries to figure it out. You deserve to go do what Zach Ertz is doing. You deserve to go do what um other guys are doing. Like, you don't have to sit around and and wait. While I, I we love you. You're filled off here for life. Like, trust me. You never have to pay for a beer in Philadelphia ever again. Swear to God. 
uh, and you're an eagle for life. Even so, Zach Ertz, you know, this Cardinals uniform on him doesn't change anything how we feel about him. Uh, but, I mean, I'm still going to love BG no matter what, but I can understand why he feels that way. But no matter – I'm they need to draft a defensive end high no matter what. Yeah. No matter and, what. And, and they need it. That's the one thing that you were you hit on this. They're missing premier young talent on the defense. Josh Sweat being your premier young talent is not good. No. Uh, you, they need to hit on a premier young talent to defensive player. Uh, and that's the only way you do so is you hit on them in the top 10 when you pick in the top 10. And the Eagles right now might have two picks in the top 10. So Kyle yeah. Hamilton, too. I mean, the yeah. one thing I hope here's the one thing I hope the Eagles are finally freaking learning. Finally freaking learning. Because you, you could tell how Roseman and, and Jeffrey Lurie are very close with Joe Banner still, or at least his thought process and philosophies. Value the safety position. Because Malcolm Jenkins right now is not missing a beat in New Orleans. I think that was a big mistake. It has been a mistake, Ed. But I mean, I I understand where the Eagles are, and I understand where the Saints are. Mm -hmm. But still, that has been a mistake because they have not been able to replace him. Guess what what they struggled doing as well? Replacing Brian Dawkins. It took them years. It took them to Malcolm Jenkins, really, to really replace the presence of early to play at safety of Brian Dawkins. I mean, they have to learn to value the position. Kyle Hamilton out of Notre Dame should not scare you drafting him in the top 10. You need playmakers in the defensive backfield. Um, we can't There's going to be months and months and weeks and episodes and episodes to talk about the draft. I don't really want to get into it deeply like that, but we know what the positions the Eagles have to address. Slay's gone in my opinion too. And I mean, we talk about the cap hit all the time, but this whole defense is going to have to be rebuilt from the ground up. Mm-hmm. Josh, what is to me and Hargrave, like you said, are the only ones guaranteed on the defensive line, Millen Williams as well. That's coming back. Um, linebackers, whole repeat. The, I mean, other than TJ Edwards, because I, like you said, he's been balling, but they're going to have to re- rebuild that whole entire position. Uh, they're going to have to actually value that at some point. I still say value safety more than linebacker, but again, still get a talented linebacker. I mean, Devon, uh, Davion Taylor is showing strides, but he's going to be, I, I guarantee you, he will lead the NFL in missed tackles if he's a starter year in and year out, for sure. Uh, he's he's got to wrap that up for sure. But uh, value safety, get a corner. I mean, that's where everybody's like, we need to develop Jalen and use these picks for defense. I understand that, but uh, those three first-round picks, you still have other picks besides that. Yeah, this team, if you're right, I think you are right. I think Fletcher Cox is is in his last season with Philadelphia. Uh, you're going to get picks for him in the offseason. The only reason why you didn't trade him is because you didn't get the compensation you're looking for now. Well, the Eagles then- are trying to rebuild that cornerback spot. Right under our noses, you know, they, they acquired Tay Gowan in the Zach Ertz trade, and they acquired Kerry Vincent for a sixth-round pick. I mean, these are two guys that they liked in the draft who, I, you know, to be honest, I liked them too, you know, when they had these virtual pro days and, you you know, you got to talk to the coaches. And, and you know, Tay Gowan and, and Kerry Vincent, I remember talking to them when they in the pre-draft process, and they're likable guys. And, um, you know, can they play? I mean, we'll see. And – Frankly, I'm a little surprised we haven't seen so far more dime defense from Jonathan Gannon, you know, to try to take away mm-hmm. time and space of these wide open receivers. Let's put six DBs out there. Haven't seen it, you know, but you have cornerbacks now like Tay Gowan. Get him on the field. He he filled in when they were clobbering the Detroit Lions. He came in and, and he broke up a pass. I mean, okay, one play, big deal. But, you know, let's, let's, this is what this season's for. It's for learning about guys on your roster and, you know, they need to find out what Tay Gowan and Kerry Vincent can do because, you know, Avante Maddox is a free agent. Is he going to be back next year? I, I don't think he is, to be honest. I think he should be because I would like to see them play him at safety, and that would fill, a, you know, one of the needs at safety because, you know, I think Kerry Vincent's going to be your uh, slot. I thought year. so, too. I agree with you on that, but I'm not going to lie. And he blocked me on Twitter for saying it because I, I, I questioned it in the beginning of the season. I think I said he should be a safety, and then he blocked me on Twitter because I guess he stretches his name. But he's balling this year at slot. He is. He absolutely he is. He looks really good. I mean, that, uh, hey, contract year, go get your payday, go get your bag. I understand, but uh, and I'm telling you right now, the way he's playing, some team will pay him to, to be nickel corner for them. Yeah, and I don't think it's going to be the Eagles. So, you know, there's another hole you're going to have to fill. But, uh, you know, Kerry Vincent, Josiah Scott, who they got in the in the trade with the, the Jaguars to start Is the year. Is that your reason? 
yeah, I mean, he he's he's on the roster. I mean, wh- wh- why aren't we seeing more of this with their dime defense? You know, we're not seeing any dime from John Gannon when, you know, you've loaded up at that position and now you got four of them inactive on game day. I mean, come on, let, let's use them in some capacity to see what they can do because I, you're right about Slay. Slay's contract's going to be a tough one. They should have shopped. They should have shopped Slay and Nelson. I know Eagle fans don't want to go back to the days of having no names at corners, but mm-hmm. where the season's at, yep. you can't tell me they're going to re-sign Steven Nelson this offseason. You can't tell me they're going to keep Slay on his cap number right now. Once they approach him and say take a pay cut, he's going to laugh. Yeah. Especially the way he's been playing. He's pleased. He is holding it down. I can't, I can't disagree with him. He deserves that money. I mean, they're just not in a position to give it to him. I don't think. I know. I know where they are capitalized next year, but they can't give him twenty-two million for his cap figure. That's that, that, that can't happen. That's a big one. That is a big one for thirty-one years old. I mean, you know, eventually that that production's not going to match that. And, and what about him? He hasn't had a playoff win in his NFL career. What about him? Yeah, he's going to ride through this because yeah. I'm telling you, I I like. The assets the Eagles have, I'm starting to figure out if they have the right guy in place as coach. I, 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 Nick Sirianni's buying me in, but I like the assets the Eagles have to. I mean, they have the pieces in place to rebuild for the future. Let's just face it, they do. Those three mm-hmm. first round picks are that propels you to get there. You, obviously, you have to hit on those picks, and you know, Howie is definitely questionable and deserves to be questioned to be the guy to make you deliver on those picks, obviously, but they have the pieces in place to rebuild this thing quickly. Um, well, they'll have money. Like you said, the salary cap, they should have some money, but you they'll can't just keep money. holding on to these guys right. and wait for that to happen because you're diminishing their value. Like you did with Zach Ertz. You're losing time and you're still losing games and you're losing money. Like it doesn't make sense. So uh, my thing is I would have shopped Slay and Nelson and the trade deadline and see what these young guys got. Like you're saying, that was some of my candidates to be potentially traded was slay and Nelson. Now slay's contract again, could have been a hindrance. Um, but Nelson, you know, one year deal, he's a free agent after this year. So he's not going to be around probably next year. So yeah, you should have shopped them and see what you can get. But more importantly, then you open a spot for Zach McPherson. We didn't even mention him, you know, a guy they took in the fourth round who they like. Um, who saw some time against the Chargers. You know, Maddox went out, Slay went out. Um, You know, they got this Andre Chachere who who they threw in. Yeah, he looked good. He He looked looked good. good. He was everywhere all over the ball. Yeah. I like like you shining out Marcus Epps because I thought Marcus Epps has been playing really well as well. He he can't get off the field. He can't take him off the field at this point. No, I know. And he's developed nicely. And like I said, when he's your best safety and he's a sixth-round pick from Minnesota, I mean, that that doesn't speak – well about the personnel. I mean, Anthony yeah. Harris hasn't measured up. McLeod's been a little, you know, he's kind of been a little inconsistent, but he's coming off a knee injury. Yeah, I was about to say, McLeod's injury is so serious, but I mean, again, you can always, you have to, he's, what, 32? You have to question if he's ever going to return to the form as well. Uh, right. Uh, again, Connor was wrong. Anthony Harris, my God. Yeah. And I, 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 there's no, there's no excuse I can make for that because if anybody knows Anthony Harris, it's supposed to be Jonathan Gannon. So there's really, you know, there's you could see why the Vikings franchised him and then quickly allowed him to get the free agency and he got five million on a one year deal. I was wrong. Yeah. But it is what it is. They need to move on and get a new safety in the draft. Or in free agents. Again, I haven't really looked at the offseason yet. You know, still kind of immersed here with uh, you know, eight more games to go in this season. And but I'll tell you right now, yeah, the guys that they need to focus on in this Broncos game when they play the Broncos, not sorry to interrupt. I just want to say, cause you're talking about the off season uh, and you're talking about young guys, right? Kind of, I think the Eagles are going to go the approach of like 2014 off season where you find like a Malcolm Jenkins um, on the cheap and you hope it works out, but then you focus on the draft to build your team a little bit per se. That's kind of what they did. But anyways, uh, Tim Patrick for the Broncos. I mean, I think they're going to stick with Sutton. Obviously, Judy's there, and then KJ Hamler will be back next year. I don't think they're going to pay Tim Patrick. That's a guy I think would you pair Devontae Smith and Quez Watkins, and you have a formidable trio. They need a big physical uh, receiver, I think. They need somebody. Tim Patrick. Yeah, and you know maybe Tyree Jackson can be that guy, too, as a tight end. Um, I'd like to see him get more involved. Um, 
But, you know, more pressing to me now is like Miles Sanders. Okay, I love Javante Williams, the, the Broncos running back in the, the second mm-hmm. round pick. I loved him, and I had him mock draft to the Eagles, and that was probably just wishful thinking because he was one of my favorite players coming into this draft. And, you know, he's got almost 500 yards and a couple touchdowns, and um, I think he's got a couple touchdowns. But he's he's having a good year. He's having a very good rookie year. He's got oh, he good is, balance, yes. good vision. Him and Melvin Gordon are a good one-two punch for the Broncos. Modern-day Marshawn Lynch because nobody can bring him down. I, I love them. And, again, Miles Sanders is scheduled to come – well his third game that he'll miss will be against Denver. Okay. So he's eligible to come off IR against the saints, the Eagles next home game on the 21st. So, um, you know, what's going to happen? You know, they're going to give him the ball. Are they going to give him the ball? I mean, he's a completely different runner than Jordan Howard. And, you know, Nick Sirianni and these offensive linemen have fallen in love with Jordan Howard because he hits the hole. He hammers into the hole. You know, Miles is more like a Shady McCoy who likes to kind of da- dance a little bit, break everything outside. I do wonder. I um, I, I have been wondering it lately because yeah. you see the Colts had a player in Marlon Mack before Jonathan Taylor got there, and he was good. He was producing, and Marlon Mack's a good elusive back. He's kind of like Miles Sanders. Mm-hmm. But that was never – that he was never the guy for them. And then they get this bruiser, Jonathan Taylor, in the draft – and boom, here he goes. That's the guy from Marl Mack falls out of favor. I'm not saying it's going to happen here, Jordan Howard, but I'm saying they're in love with what Jordan Howard is. I'm not saying they're in love with Jordan Howard, the player. They love with what he brings as a player. Right. Maybe that's just what that's type. Maybe you're right. Maybe that's the type of runner they want. Because even when Miles Sanders comes back, I think it's fair to question his usage still because Nick Sirianni couldn't give Carolus getting him the ball. So uh, yeah. I hope they and use I, him. I, I thought I, he'd be I, the vocal part. Yeah, uh, uh, and you know he's he's good. Miles Sanders is good, but I yeah. I think he's more of a complimentary type back. I mean, I think you need to play him in a complimentary backfield, um, and you need someone like you said, like with Howard's skill set, not necessarily Howard, but what he brings, I think, would be a perfect complement to Miles Sanders. Um, and we're gonna see. We're you know Kenny Gainwell all of a sudden has kind of seen a decrease in his snaps and his targets. I know he had a touchdown against the Chargers. Yeah, but, but don't like that, though. Not a fan of that. I want to see him play way more. Yeah, I mean, that, that's kind of what this season was about, was kind of learning what you had. And, you know, let's see what Kenny Gainwell is. Let's see what Kerry Vincent and Tay Gowan and Zach McPherson are in some way. I know you're not going to bench Slay or Nelson, but figure out a way to get them on the field. Um, in a dime defense, throw the, throw the six DBs out there. Um you know, we're learning about Jalen Hurts. You know, that was a big part of this season was learning about Jalen Hurts. Uh, we haven't even talked about him. I mean, that's what I was just this is what we're going to yeah. get into it now, because I was going to say now we're learning about Jalen Hurts. What yeah. do you think about him? What do I think about him? Well, someone asked me the other day, like, where have I seen him improve from week one? And I, I really couldn't, you know, maybe you can think of something, but I, I couldn't think of a, an area where I've seen him really say, yeah, OK, yeah, he's improved here. Um, I don't think he has. Maybe he's improved a little bit in the pocket. Maybe he's a little more willing to stay in the pocket. But the Chargers game, (sighs) targeting Devontae over the middle of the field is the only thing I could see him improving on since week one. He's more accurate targeting Devontae over the middle of the field. But, I mean, that's that's based off of, like, last game, though. So, I, 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 I... Every time I watch the guy play, I think... You can win with him, but you cannot have him be your starting quarterback. For, for and, 17 games. And guess who we felt that way about? Nicholas Foles. Yeah. We felt the same way about Nicholas Foles. Yes, you can. Any game Nicholas Foles is your starting I keep calling him Nicholas. Anytime Nick Foles is your starting quarterback, yes, you can win with him. But can you start that guy every single game every year for your team? No. No. I, I get that feeling about Jalen Hurts. I, I can't shake it. Yeah. You know, I listen, he's got eight more games to kind of prove it, but they're they're winning in spite of him. Or this whole formula has changed with what they want to be. I mean, they've they've invested two first round picks in receivers and now here we are, they're they're a running team all of a sudden. I mean that that makes no sense. But until you look at Jalen Hurts and like, okay, well Didn't he throw thirteen passes against the Chargers? Uh seventeen. 
It was 17, 17 passes? 17 okay. and then 14 against the Lions. So, yeah, I mean, they're, they're in effect saying, listen, we, we don't want Jalen Hurts to throw it 35 times a game because we're not going to win. He's not going to complete 50. He's you know We'll be lucky if he completes 60% of those throws. Um, so that's kind of what this evolution towards the run has been. But also they've played some bad runs. Do you realize against the Lions he averaged three and a half passes Per quarter, fourteen throws, four quarters. Yeah. So what's and then Four. four, four and a quarter against the Chargers per quarter. Yeah. That, uh, man, I played Pop Warner football. We didn't do that there. <laughs> I'm well, just saying. I know we ran a lot in Pop Warner. Everybody did because the quarterbacks all had noodle arms and couldn't throw it far. I get that, but man, we were at least doing slant passes. Yeah. Literally, there are at least at least twenty passes per game. Not this. Well, again, they, they were playing terrible run defense. Well, the Chargers were the worst run defense in the league. Okay, so yeah, that makes sense to run. But they also had two both their starting corners were out. Yes, yeah, their cornerbacks were out, but they elected to run the ball, and that's because they came out of Detroit where they ran it forty six times, and a lot of that mm-hmm. was because they got out to the big lead. You know, seven, that's the most telling part seven, to me, Ed, though. That's what everybody keeps saying. Uh, I'm sorry to interrupt you. I, I always hate being the guy that interrupts. But that's what people keep asking me is like, what have you seen Jalen Hurts improve on? Or what, now that they're playing better with him, do you think he can be the guy? But I'm saying the Lions lost Jeff Okuda for the season and have not been able to replace him at corner since. The Chargers have both their starting corners out. And the game, the both the games where you can evaluate the guy you have like they did it earlier in the season where they were making Jalen Hurts pass it almost 40 times a game. The guy that you want to really evaluate, you could have done it those two games, and you told him that you want him to pass it three times per quarter, four times per quarter against those matchups. That tells you all you need to know. Mm-hmm. That tells you exactly all you need to know where they're at in their Jalen Hurts evaluation. Right now, they're just trying to win and improve as an offense. I, I think regardless of what happens these last eight games with him, they've already made up their mind and they just showed you against those premier matchups where you could have said, Jalen, go out there and throw it 30 times a game and let's truly evaluate you because these matchups are in your favor. They said, no, throw it three to four times per quarter. That's telling. Yeah, it is. Now, listen, again, bad defense, blowout win. I should say bad run defense, but yeah, you're right. They could have thrown it. Now we'll see what happens against Denver. You know, Denver's got, I think the sixth best rushing defense in the league, you know, are they going to go back to this, you know, run the ball eight times with your running backs and throw it for you know, 35 times with Hertz and have him run 10 or 15 more times. I mean, they might, I mean, that's just kind of been the inconsistency of this team. I mean, yeah. we'll we'll see if it goes back to that. And then, that, you know, that's just completely different than what they've done. And it, again, it, it's too inconsistent to kind of figure anything out what they're trying to do. Um, but yeah. I, Are you replacing Jalen Hurts? Uh, the season's end. Yeah, I'm not putting Gardner Minshew in. I'll say that. Um, oh no, 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 no. I mean, uh, yeah. Excuse me. At the season's end, are you uh, just let's just cut to the chase? Are you are you ready to say the project is done? He's your backup quarterback. Get a new guy, or is it we need more time? Well, if Trevor Lawrence and Trey Lance and uh, you know Justin Fields were in the draft, yeah, I would be willing to say that. But um, they're going to try to make a push, I think, for Russell Wilson. They're going to try to get Russell Wilson, who they wanted, you know, back in 2012 when he went before they were able to take him, and they ended up with Nick Foles. Good consolation prize, won a Super Bowl for you, but it's not Russell Wilson. But I think they're going to line up and try to get Russell Wilson, and I don't know what that's going to cost. I mean, he's going to be 34. Uh, he was injured this year. You hope it's not going to become a trend. Um, but I think that's what they're going to try to do. And I think, you know, my indications are they really like Kenny Pickett from Pitt. Um, but yeah, I think, I, I shouldn't say I think, I know they're going to bring another quarterback in here. No doubt. I mean, they're not going to keep Reed Sinnott and uh, Gardner Minshew probably, but they need another quarterback to come in and compete with Jalen Hurts. And maybe Kenny Pickett's that guy, you know, or, or uh, Matt Corral or, you know, Malik Willis. I mean, these are guys that, you know, who, who are supposed to be the favorites, but I'm not in love with any of them, to be f- perfectly honest with you. So we'll see how the offseason goes with the valuations of these guys. But I, I suspect the Eagles are going to draft one. Now, the good news is, is, is if none of these quarterbacks climb up into the top 10, 
then maybe the Eagles can take their third first round pick, whatever the Colts' pick is at that point, 18, 19, whatever, and maybe you can get one of these quarterbacks with that pick while addressing the defense with the first two picks. We'll see, but I fully expect uh, that they will 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 go that direction. And you know, there's a kid from the University of Cincinnati whose name escapes me. Maybe you know it, the quarterback Riddler. Yeah, Riddler. Yeah, he's he's good. Yeah, um, like they love the University of Cincinnati. They like Luke Fickle, the coach. They brought in good players from the University of Cincinnati before. Um, you know, he could be a second or third round guy that they look at and bring him in. Um, but maybe he's even the second guy they take, which would be crazy. Given Desmond the Ritter, sorry. Desmond, Desmond Ritter. Ritter, that's it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, listen, I mean, maybe they take a second-round pick and, and use it on him. I mean, again, we're going to be doing so many episodes and writing so much about this in the offseason, but to answer your question that started this was, yeah, I, I think I think they'll bring someone in to compete with Hurts. I'm not saying he's not going to be the guy, but he's going to have – unless Russell Wilson comes in, but I think there's going to be a young drafted quarterback that comes in and they're going to compete for that job next spring. They're going to aim for Russell Wilson and crash and burn. Uh, There's no way Russell Wilson comes to the Eagles. Well, I know how much he loves. I know how much Harry Roseman loves him. And and I think, you know, the Eagles offensive line is enticing, but uh, Nick Sirianni is a nobody. I mean, you know what it's going to come down to with Wilson? It's going to be what his wife wants. It's going to, it's going to be what his wife wants. Ciara. It's going to be, he's going to have to listen to where she wants to be. Does she want to be in New York and go for the giants? Probably. Um, but it's going to be her. It's going to be her decision. You know, how can she better her career? Russell Wilson's at the tail end of his career. So now he's going to see where his wife and, and his wife is going to make this call. Where does she want to be? Where is she best fit to further her career? And I say New York. I think he's going to the Giants. He's not going to the Eagles, though. No, I'm, I'm, so. not, I'm not even going to get close to get my hopes up for that. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, Caps, cap space is – Proven to be a myth if you looked at what, what the Los Angeles Rams have been doing lately with OBJ and Von Miller. Um, the Saints, I think, with Sean Payton would be the opportunity that he would probably jump for. I don't know. We'll see. But I just don't think it's going to be the Eagles. That's for sure. I think they're going to have to go the draft route. And I'm fine with that. Get Do whatever you have to do until you can get your guy. That's all that matters. Hold on real quick. My dog's going insane. <laughs> Is it storming, uh, storming out there? And- uh, where you are? No, no, no. Oh. no. It's actually, it's actually, uh, you know, a little warmer than it has been the last couple of days in Florida. It's been actually a little, a little cold out a little in the sixties. It's interesting. <sighs> Chilly. <laughs> um. Yeah. Well. Anyway. But yeah. I think. Yeah. I don't think Russell Wilson's going to come to Philly. I think it's going to be a drafted guy. And whether it's a, like I said, I have heard it have it have had indications where they like Pickett. Howie Roseman was at the game against the North mm-hmm. Carolina. Uh, Sam Howe. I mean, I, I. Sam Howe was all that coming into the year. He threw three interceptions in his first game. And, you know, kind of the the rose was off the bloom, so to speak. But, you know, they had to replace a lot of key parts on that team. And I've seen Sam Howe play, and I like Sam Howe. Um, you know, and again, but he's not a top 10 guy. I'm not sure any of these guys are top 10. And that could be to the Eagles' benefit because now they don't have to spend a top 10 pick on a quarterback. They can wait as they fall down the board and maybe one lands in their lap with, with the Colts. Well, it's their guy and they love their guy because right, they right. see the guy and they want their guy. They're going to get their guy. And yeah. that, that's how people, I mean, that's not just the Eagles. That's how every team is about quarterbacks. Yeah. That's why they always get overdrafted. I think the same situation is going to happen because I think the whole narratives are going to spin on a dime when a combine rolls around. I think people are going to start hyping up the quarterback class again. Cause I mean, I, I like any picket. I, I like Matt Corral a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I think he's going to have a nice career. Uh, Malik Willis' hype for me has died down a little bit. I like Carson Strong as well, too. I think Carson Strong, I mean, you know, no athletic ability, but he has an NFL arm, that's for damn sure. Ben, if Ben Roethlisberger can do it, uh, Carson Strong can. We'll see. He's got the injury history. You know, listen, this offense to me, Sirianni wants to run an offense. The quarterback has to have a little mobility. Obviously, have to have that in today's game. You can't be a total statue. All these quarterbacks have that to a degree. Matt Corral has it probably better than any of them. Malik Willis has it as well. But I think Nick Sirianni wants to run an offense where he's got a big, strong-arm quarterback that can get the ball out quickly. I mean, how many times have we seen opposing quarterbacks get the ball out quick against the Eagles and complete 80% of their throws? Five times it's happened. Teddy Bridgewater – has the ability to make it six because he's a take it, take what you get uh, quarterback. Defense, yeah. He's, he's going to throw short. 
so he could be the sixth guy. Um, but that's what Sirianni wants. He wants a quarterback that can stand back there, read a defense, get the ball out quick. If he gets pressured, buy a little time, stay mobile in the in the pocket. But that's what he wants. He wants a bit. And Kenny Pickett's six three two twenty. He's got the requisite size. I think he's the biggest quarterback coming out in this draft. So I think he makes a lot of sense uh, for the Eagles. He probably makes a lot of sense for a lot of teams. So you're right, Connor. They might have to go early with someone like Pickett because I think his stock is going to go up once the offseason hits. But that's what Sirianni wants. He doesn't want, you know, listen, Jalen Hurts, like you said, you can win with him. Um, but he's a guy that holds the ball too long um, because he tries to make plays with his legs. He's too quick to get out of the pocket. And the thing about it is when he gets out of the pocket, how many times have we seen him make a big play in the pass game? I mean, I I can't think of too many times. He doesn't, he doesn't have that explosive out of the pocket uh, release to find somebody. Those scramble drills haven't really developed for the Eagles. He, he ends up inv- invariably running and getting what he can mm-hmm. get. But that's not what Sirianni wants. He wants a quarterback that can complete passes. You know, he wants to have a balanced offense, run it 30, 35 times, throw it 30, 35 times. And, you know, Hertz, Hertz doesn't give you that. No, no, not at all. That's why I think they're going to quarterback in the draft or. No, I think they're going to be a quarterback in the draft. That's just where I'm going to go with it, to be honest with you, because I don't think Russell Wilson is going to happen at all. But we'll see how the next eight games go. I, I, It's not – you know, everybody's got to be like pick a side, pick a side. You know, I'm fine with Jalen Hurts as your backup quarterback, but I think the Eagles can improve from a starting standpoint. I think they will. Um, it, the GM's already looking at quarterbacks. That tells you all you need to know. Uh, yeah. If they think they have the guy, they don't feel the need to go watch quarterbacks though, that in that in depth. Ought to go see him in person. So it looks like that's going to head that way. But what do you feel about this upcoming matchup versus the Broncos? So do you think this is a winnable game for the Eagles at least? Well, yeah, I think it's winnable. I think last mm-hmm. week's game against the Chargers was winnable. It didn't turn out that way. I, I think that uh, it's probably not going to turn out this way either on Sunday. Um, I think the Broncos will win. I I know they're really banged up, and that's a concern. But listen, the, the Chargers offensive line on the right side wasn't Real good either, and the Eagles couldn't get any pressure on Justin Herbert. He got the ball out quick. That's kind of the you know the tiresome excuse that they use when quarterbacks are having a field day. And you know Teddy Bridgewater is going to get it out, but you know I think the Broncos are going to come at the Eagles and they're going to try to run the ball with Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams. And in that thin air, you know that mile high air of Denver, they're just going to hammer you. I would just come out, play up-tempo, boom, 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 run, 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 tire that defense out, and then maybe start hitting some throws. So, you know, unless the Eagles can take advantage of what I think is going to be limited offensive opportunities because I think Denver is going to control the ball, I think the Broncos are going to win. Um, and the Eagles have to get turnovers too. They're just not a – that's another indictment on Gannon and the personnel is they just don't do a good job of forcing turnovers. I know they're plus one in the – giveaway takeaway category and a lot of that's a tribute to Jalen Hurts he's very good with ball security four interceptions only lost one fumble you know uh it's been a while since the Eagles have been in the plus side of that giveaway takeaway Uh, but you'd like to see the Eagles defense force some turnovers against the Broncos you know maybe get a fumble here from Gordon or or uh, or or Williams the rookie but I think that's the way they're going to try to do it I think they're going to try to run the ball against the Eagles Maybe go up tempo, wear the Eagles out in that thin air, use that to their advantage, and it's probably going to work. I have to agree with you on that one. To be honest with you, I don't think the Eagles are going to win this one either. I think, uh, I mean, I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be a close game, just like against it was against the Chargers as well. But uh, what's going to come down the line is, you know, you have these weak offensive lines you're going up against these next couple of games. The Broncos aren't a pillar of success on the offensive line. If this defensive line can't take advantage like they have been, more of an indictment on the defensive coordinator going forward. Again, mm-hmm. the Dale's going to be really putting Gannon's grave these next couple of weeks um, if this defensive line does not improve. I think the defensive line is going to be the number one thing to keep that uh, Harry Roseman and Jeffrey Lurie keep their eyes on. You know, they put so much into it. Not even just the money, the resources. I mean, Milton Williams, third-round pick. Derek Barnett's a first-round pick. Josh Sweat, they just paid so much money to. Uh, Javon Hargrave, they gave so much money to. Fletcher Cox is so much money in the first-round pick. Like Brandon uh, Graham, first-round pick. You know, he's injured, but yes. Yeah. Uh, it's, it is just so much resources in there. If they don't improve, I mean, I, I, there's no way I could see them bringing John the Gannett back. I think he'd be one and done, um, at least to the defensive coordinator side. But... 
just to end the show real quick, I need to get your opinion. What, where are you on Nick Sirianni? Well, uh, you know, I, I agree with what you said earlier. I think he's coming back. I mean, I don't think he's going to be a one and done. Um, you know, I think if you give him a quarterback that he can do what he wants to do, uh, then, you know, he, he at least deserves that, I think. Um, and I think Sirianni's kind of growing. I mean, you know, listen, they tried to see what Jalen Hurts was early in the season. They didn't really run much at all. They, they, he was a big part of their offense, 87%, and it didn't work. Now they have a formula that he likes. You know, he's adjusted. I think the players have respect for him. I think they like him, and that's a hard combination to find in the NFL, the respect and the like. And I think the players respect and like Nick Sirianni. Um, sometimes he's a, little, he's a little over the top with his high school stuff, but um, I think he deserves another shot. And, I, and listen, that's not Lurie's style is to give a coach – you know, one year and fire him, you know, he's never done that obviously. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I think he'll get another year. I think he's adjusted well enough to win a game with the running game against the lions. I mean, I, I had my doubts to, to be honest with you when they went to Detroit, that they would win that game. I thought the lions would win to be honest. Yeah, um, I think a lot of people did. Yeah. But, and, and the Eagles didn't just win. I mean, they, they blew him out. You know, they took mm-hmm. care of business. I mean, Gardner Minshew was taking snaps in the last quarter. Um, so, you know, I think Sirianni has shown an ability to adjust, to adapt. Um, I think he's been more in touch with his personnel and what it can do and can't do more so than Gannon has. So, you know, I, I think Sirianni will get another year. I think his players do respect him. I think they like his messaging as, as unique as it is with the whole flower thing and, the you know, growing the roots and stuff like that, that people had a lot of fun with in the media too, myself included. Um, but uh, I, I think that, He's going to get another year. I hope he does um, because I think he can coach. I don't know if he'll be the next Andy Reid or, you know, Doug Peterson and win a Super Bowl, but I think, you know, he can get you to win some games. I think he can win some games for you, and, and maybe he can grow into becoming that coach, but uh, at least give him another year. Yeah. I'm I, At first I was like, get him out of here. But now he's growing on me a little bit. I think that Detroit one is more meaningful than we give credit for against a winless team, I understand, but – uh, like you said, they're they're competitive against good teams. Yeah, the Eagles right. went in there and blew them out. Uh, the way that they're fighting these last couple of games and how he's tailoring his offense to basically limiting the quarterback position uh, is impressive to me. That is impressive to me. That, that matters to me. So, yes, he deserves a second chance for sure. Uh, this is the run the time where Jeffrey there would walk in and say, we need to give you a special advisor, though. Uh, so if if they go that route, I feel like I say this every year about the Eagles, but man, bring Jim Caldwell in. Yeah, that would be a great special advisor. Yeah, I think I called him Ray Caldwell earlier. I meant Jim. Did and you called him a defensive coordinator too, but I let it slide. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, right. As a voice, I I guess. So I mean, even I'm not going to lie to you. I was not a Marty Morningwick fan. Never was, but him as a voice was good because you know he gave them sort of a sense of direction with Jalen Hurts at least. That they didn't have because they didn't know how to use them. And at least Marty at least gave him some sort of sense of direction. He's a huge Jalen Hurts supporter. Yeah. So if you can get somebody like that in your building and not let it be Mike McCoy, like again, see, like I, Mike McCoy would probably be the guy they would pick because of him and Nick Sirianni's relationship. Yeah. Um, and, but Mike McCoy is a horrible coach. <laughs> and so is Marty Morningwig, though. So yeah. I, I can't really judge the coach and say, don't pick him for special advisor. Uh, but that that's probably who they would pick. They would probably pick Mike McCoy, I would imagine, uh, with his ties to Nick Sirianni. They have Jim Bob Cooter now. So. I do like Jim. I, I You know, it's funny. I, I thought Jim Bob Cooter should be a head coach for his work in Detroit when uh, he was doing great things with Matthew Stafford. But that was a joke. Uh, he, he shouldn't have been. Uh, they, the league proved that. Uh, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't mind this offensive staff. I think they're putting the pieces together. It's this defensive staff where I'm like, wow, this is bad. Like they're only going backwards. Uh, and they, I mean, again, 80% of your passes, I don't care who the quarterback is. I don't care who it is. It's not like it's Hall of Fame quarterback talents doing it to them either. Uh, right. It can't happen. That doesn't even happen to Pop Warner. I mean, it, it's unheard of. Uh, and, and I'm sorry. The- maybe game's not ready. And that's fine. Three, maybe and three of the four that completed eighty percent are in the AFC West, and guess what? They're playing the AFC West on Sunday, um, so there's a template out there. And if anybody's equipped to do it, Teddy Bridgewater can do it. 
you know, complete the dingy dunker himself. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. But that's my my just to end the show. My one thing I'm worried about the Eagles and why this could all flip on dime. I know we're all thinking about the defensive player that they might draft uh, with those first couple picks, but if you look around the league, there's a lot of teams that need quarterbacks more so than there has been than last offseason. Um, Steelers need a quarterback. The Browns don't know. Baker's the guy. They haven't really fully committed to him. Giants might need a quarterback. Washington football teams need a quarterback. The Eagles need a quarterback. I can go on for days, to be honest with you. Seahawks might need a quarterback. Saints might need a quarterback. They haven't really committed to James Winston. Uh, Panthers definitely need a quarterback. So many teams need a quarterback. And only one team's going to get to Sean Watson. It's going to be Miami. So there's going to be so much carousel going around with the quarterback position. The Eagles might have to force their hand and, and, and use that first pick that they have to get the quarterback just because of how coveted these guys are going to be. These guys are going to get overdrafted for sure just because of so many of the needs. Russell Wilson's only going to fill one team's need. Uh, we'll see. Yeah. We'll yeah, see Aaron, how goes, Rodgers, right? Aaron Rodgers will be out there, too. The Broncos I, need a quarterback, probably. That's why I didn't name the Broncos, because I think that's where Aaron Rodgers is going to go. But yeah. we'll see. I mean, if, if not, who knows if they're actually sold on Jordan Love after these two years, too. The Packers might need a quarterback. The Lions need a quarterback. I, there's so many teams that need quarterbacks. It's it's tough. It is really tough to say, sit back and relax if you're the Eagles. Honestly, it is. Mm-hmm. Um, They might have to reach for a quarterback, and I'm fine with that, because, again, Keep going until you get your guy. It's the most important position. I don't think they have their guy. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. And, and again, just say, not saying they don't have their guys and saying we think Jalen Hurts sucks. We don't think he's a good player. You know, Nick Foles was never that guy for the Eagles, but damn well, he held that first Lombardi for them. So Jalen Hurts can still do special things for the Eagles. Not saying he's not the guy. He's not being a Jalen Hurts hater. It's not being anti-Hurts. It's just saying I don't think he can start six, uh, excuse me, seventeen games, season in and season out for this football team, and to get them in the playoffs. I don't think he'd be a franchise quarterback. I can't. He can be a guy you can win with. I don't think he'd be a guy you can be your franchise guy. That's it. That's where I'll leave it at. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll be back soon. Uh, I'm looking forward to recording once a week again with Ed. I'll make it happen for sure. Uh, things are lighting up on my side at least, but we'll see how it goes. No, no promises, but content will always be flowing. Thanks for following along with Eagles Unfiltered. Again, si.com slash NFL slash Eagles for all your up-to-date info on all Philadelphia Eagles from Ed and John McBowen. Thanks so much. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.